Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, Thanks for listening December to the real- 1st, 2022. <laughs> the weather today will be a high of minus 22 degrees. Do you want to start minutes. over? Hang on. Hang on. Let's start over. That was dad's mistake. Dad had a blender. He had the ex- uh, outro. Don't worry, outro Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's start <laughs> okay. over. Start from scratch. There you go. Today is Thursday, December 1st, 2022. The weather today will be a high of minus 22 degrees in Edmonton, minus 20 degrees in Saskatoon, and 3 degrees in Toronto. Awesome. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell them? Happy December. (laughs) December 1st. Everly's elf made a made an entrance this morning, that's for sure. Elf on a shelf. Hey? Yeah? Mm-hmm. No? They're uh they're very occupied right now. They're just getting all the names ready for the draw this morning, the big draw. <clears throat> We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday, at six AM Mountain Time on the Podbean app. If you want to listen to the show live and get all your real estate investing questions answered for free. Um, just download uh, the app Podbean and search up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Come join in live like everybody else in the morning and get your questions answered. Free coaching, right? Free coaching. Uh, also, you can listen to the recorded versions you know, on iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Got a really nice message um, from a listener uh, yesterday. I sent that off to you, Gab. Um, from Tyler. Tyler uh, saying, thank you for putting on a good podcast. According to Spotify, I've listened to 2,800 minutes of your show. Thanks for the yeah, week-long course so cool. for free. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Hey, Everly. Can you see that? Here, I'll show you the picture, Everly. <laughs> on Spotify, he's listened to our podcast for 2,800 minutes. Wow. This year. Pretty cool. We're almost ready for Top Fan. Oh, yeah. Almost. So it's December 1st. And on December 1st, we uh, what we do is we say thanks to uh, everyone that joins in live and engages in the show with the show. Sorry. And uh, so what we do is we take all the, the top fans from the previous month, the top five previous fans uh, from November. And um, whoever was in first place, uh, they get five ballots. Uh, second place gets four ballots. Third place gets three ballots. Fourth place gets two ballots and fifth place gets one ballot. We're going to put all those names into a cup here very shortly once they get all the names right. And and we're going to do that draw. And the winner is going to win two free coaching calls, two free one-on-one coaching calls. Now, why are they behind this morning? Because they were playing with a dumb little elf. Hey, how dare you? Rude. You know the elves watching. Yeah, the elves watching you, Dad. You're getting coal. That's right. <laughs> coal. I I don't I don't know what to say. I didn't think about Christmas. <clears throat> and all the listeners and their kids that are listening. Yeah, jeez. The darn elf comes in here. At least the elf didn't make a mess. <laughs> yes. So, uh, do you guys want to get right into it, or do you guys want to take a commercial break? Going to do the draw or commercial break, Everly? Mm, commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them waiting. <laughs> no, we've been, no, we've only been on the show for four minutes. I thought that was an obvious answer. Like, let's do the draw. Come on, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. All, All right. right. <laughs> uh, just you got uh, a drum roll or something? Yeah, I got you a drum roll. Are you ready? Who's the big winner? Ken. Ken. 
Again. I can again. Can again. <laughs> is Ken even here? Is he back? Uh, or is he still on Miami Beach? Amadio, on Miami. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know. I haven't seen him. I think he's still gonzo. <clears throat> he had some interesting videos last week. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Ken. Congratulations, Ken. <laughs> Ken won two free coaching calls this month of December with Mr. Hillier. Did he win last month or the month he before? Did. He, no, won he won last, last month, month as well. Yeah. So Ken and I haven't got around to doing those calls because I had to cancel on them. Oh, okay. I was going to say, ooh, use them or lose them. <laughs> yeah, it is a use them or lose them, but I had to cancel on them. And then, yeah, just this week got crazy. Uh, or this last month got crazy. Just seems like every time we booked it. Yeah. Um, so congratulations, Ken. That's, that's too funny. Okay. Um, and thank you so much, Everly, for, for contributing. Um, now if you can clean up this mess, that would be great. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's going through the chat here. Um, lots of lovely people coming in this morning. Eric is here. Good morning. Kirsten's here. Scotty's here. El Ray's here. Sorry you lost, buddy. Um, <laughs> El Ray was in the running. Uh, Nathan is here. Ryan, another loser. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, it's reading comments. Uh, Carlos is here. Sean is here. Chastin's here. David's here. Garrett's here. Kyle, good morning. Amanda. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry, loser. <laughs> You're a loser as well. <laughs> um, uh, who else we got here? Kyle. Oh, Kyle, the biggest loser. Kyle is the biggest loser because Kyle had the most ballots. Yeah. I think Ken was number two, though. So yeah. at least he didn't lose to fifth place, right? Uh, yes, Ken was number two. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, who else we got here today? Um, uh, Matt says, uh, thanks, guys. How many minutes do you have total? Holy smokes. Um well, how many minutes was total for the year? Um, that's hard to say. Oh, I don't know how many episodes there were for um, on Spotify this year. How much in total, though, since we started? Well, it's, it's 344 episodes since we started in November last year. Times 60 minutes plus. So uh, over 20,000, almost like. Over 20,000. Yeah, 21,000 or so. <laughs> Yeah, a few. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kyle said that uh, his elf had an unfortunate incident this year. Ooh, that sucks. Last year or two years ago. I forget what he said. All right. And I'm going through a ton of comments already, so I'm going to have to get caught up here. Um. Uh, hey, how about how about we take a take a second? <clears throat> I didn't think Cody was going to bring this up just on the morning show. He's, he's he's breaking the news on the morning show. He didn't break it on social. Okay. He broke the news on the morning show. So we have we have the news here first mm. before it's even printed. Mm -hmm. um, Cody says, "Good morning. Today is the first day of my new journey. I am now a full time real estate investor." Woo! Congratulations, buddy. I um, I told him to do a little video on the socials. I hope we get to see a little bit more of that. I get a little more information about that. I mean, I know what's going on, but I'm not. That's not my place to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm extremely happy, you know, for 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 Cody. And you know, things happen in life. Mm -hmm. Opportunities present themselves, and um, how you react and the decisions you make will determine the path that you take for the rest of your life. And um, I have a feeling that he's going to look back on on that moment and that decision that he made, and he's going to be extremely happy with himself in the yeah. future. This is a yeah, a major like junction that was just like boom, and then yeah, made a really cool decision. <laughs> it, is, it is really amazing. It is really amazing. Um, okay, cool. So I'm seeing a. a 
some way more comments that I need to get through and a question. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take, I am going to take that quick little commercial break. Um, somebody get that dog a bone maybe. And uh, we'll be back in a second. Some of you might've heard us talking about DCI properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And, and we're back. You stole my thing. Sorry. Lots of congratulations in the comments this morning on the live show for Cody. Um, Cody's going to have one of the best stories ever. I, I love Cody's story. And it just, it keeps developing and developing and developing. Yes. It's, it's, it, it's, yeah. Like how, well, first of all, just like how he showed up in the community and then yes. to like just how serious he was about taking action and, and then taking joining the, the mentorship program and getting first flip partners, getting everything like just, yeah, wild, like wildly successful. Yeah. He's got his eyes on a really cool property um, and around Edmonton as well, too, that he's going to be raising money for. Um, I, he brought that up. Was it last week? I think it was last yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's got his eyes on a really amazing property. The cash flows really well as well. And he's going to be looking for a partner for that. So it's just like, he's just killing it. Yeah. Just absolutely killing it. And he says like, today's the first day of his new journey. He's now a full-time real estate investor and he's still up at the crack of dawn here. He could have slept in today and been like, well, guess I don't got to go to work today. Yeah. So congrats, Cody. We're really happy for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really great point. Um, hmm. who's calling out Joey? Yeah, I missed that. Oh, I didn't mean to call out Joey. <laughs> Where's Joey? Is Joey here? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Joey's been hitting that snooze button for like. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> is he, he says, here? Ouch. <laughs> if Joey is here, he's like, he, he sneaks in the back of the room and does not say a word. <laughs> I'll call, I'll call Joey out. He knows he needs to get up earlier. But then again, Joey does work very hard. He does. So yeah. like if. From dusk if, till dawn. Yeah. He's in the middle of finishing his flip. So like if I was doing like any manual labor, I, would, I wouldn't I would be up at six. Oh, come on. Lots of these people do manual labor. I know. I'm just saying if I did, I wouldn't. Okay. Because I'm, I'm lazy. I'm like, I, yeah. I guess it's different when you're doing manual labor for yourself opposed to like having to show up for work at a certain time. It's easier to like just sleep in. Like if you're doing your own flip, you're like, ah, yeah, I'll just sleep in until eight. I'll be in at, you know, 10. It's yeah. Fine. I'll work late tonight. It all sucks to me. Yeah. It, it really all does suck to me. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand here, you know, as, as, as a full-time real estate investor and say like, oh, you need to get up early before your job, you know, where you're going to work hard every day. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to do that because I, I know how hard it is. But for the people that do do it every day, I admire the shit out of you mm -hmm. because it's so hard. It is. Yeah. So, um, okay. Garrett's a little shit disturber. Is he now? Yeah. Is he a little turdster? He's a little turdster. Turd stirrer. Turd stirrer. Turd stirrer. <laughs> you know. I like it though. He makes me laugh. It's funny. I, I don't I don't do much editing to the podcast because it's normally it's it's perfect. <laughs> um but for just for like just audio spikes, I have I I now know exactly where Gabby laughs because Gabby has a very specific laugh <laughs> and I can see it. When I'm editing, because it's just like little tick, 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 tick. Because it goes, ah, 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 And it's usually Garrett's it's, fault. It's very easy to find. It's very easy to find. And then, so Gabby has two types of laughs. There's the, is, there's the, there's the, the four flat lines and, <laughs> or the what? flat vertical lines. 
and then there's just this huge spike and then you just see like this huge blob of audio and i'm like oh there's gabby because <laughs> i normally try and i i lean back when i laugh i don't know call me a professional <laughs> but gab was like ha, 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 right into the mic and i'm gonna i just i the just audience did. wants to hear me laugh yeah but at what cost <laughs> hearing loss i was gonna say can you get like eardrum surgery <laughs> oh it's like i i should i should show you it like one of these days just show you oh come on you're having fun that's, that's why i haven't said anything for yeah. 344 episodes or some odd i'll just be over here guys just listening and having a chat <laughs> uh well garrett uh, garrett says uh the reason he's a shit disturber is uh because his wife doesn't take his shit so i gotta vent on you guys fair enough <laughs> kirsten says her laugh makes my day oh hearts oh <laughs> that's a nice one okay so we got through top fan uh hey uh tonight is thursday sorry all, it's all it's thursday all day thursday live training um so we have thursday live training tonight 6 p.m in the free real estate investing masters facebook group <laughs> 6 p.m. Mountain Time. <laughs> Can I get through this? <laughs> yes. Tonight, which is Thursday. All day. All day. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We're doing uh, our Thursday live training. And uh, tonight we're going to be doing Wholesaling 101. we got some really great uh, panel experts that are going to be joining us. Nice. Uh, Matt Legere and Jared Comer are going to be joining. I'm talking all about uh, the basics of uh, of wholesaling. So if you want to learn a little bit more about wholesaling uh, from some people that are actually doing it and making some money, um, join in tonight in uh, the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. Very cool. Uh, what else we got going on? That's that's just about it. They're, uh, and for our master's mentees, we have our mentorship call tonight. Yes. 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Yes, ma'am. Be there or suck. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> Gab has been really goofy lately. You know what? I Since we got the puppy, since we got Dutton, I've been having to wake up at five so that, well, clearly it's not working because he's still crazy. But I've been getting up at five trying to like get the dogs to play so that they're worn out by the time the show starts so that they sleep through it. Yeah. Hasn't been working. But because I've been getting up at five, I'm on my second coffee by the time the show starts. So I think that I'm just like extra here, you know? Uh, sure. Bring in the spice. Um, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just um, looking through, seeing if we had any questions from this week. Uh, it looks like we only got one. Um, so I'll, I'll get you to keep an eye on the comments there. Um, if you guys do have any questions about real estate investing or anything in general, maybe if we can just keep it to real estate investing. Um, if anyone wants to talk about the earthquake, I suppose we can talk about the earthquake just too. Just call Garrett. Just call Garrett. Garrett, can you put your number in the chat here? I still can't believe that the only the, the only reason I know about an earthquake is because Garrett brought it up on the morning show. And the only reason I knew is because his wife posted about it. So it's not that big of a thing. Yeah. Apparently, you just have a whole lot of earthquake fanatics on your Facebook feed. <laughs> probably because they're so like way closer to Peace River. So it's probably like not a big... way closer, but okay. Closer. Yeah. It's probably a big deal over there. Okay. Yeah. Hi, good... Pete. <laughs> Did Pete sneak Pete, in the back? Pete, sneaky Pete. Just sneaky. Snuck in. <laughs> How come Pete never comes up to our events? How come he never he shows his every face? every once in a while. He, I haven't seen his face in a long time. That's true. I feel like I haven't seen his face since Loyola. That's maybe a lie. Yeah. Uh, f uh, one of our flip meetups? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, guys, as I, as I was saying, let's get those questions in. Um, so we got stuff to talk about today. Uh, question from Kirsten. If you have an offer accepted on a flip and have it conditional to an, have a condition for an inspection, do you get any other members of your team in during the inspection to get anything done ahead of time? 
for example, certain measurements, quotes. Yeah, I'd say absolutely. Um, what you're doing in there during that, you know, that one hour time slot is entirely up to you. I mean, as long as you're not doing anything you're not supposed to, but certainly not one of those things that you're not supposed to do. Um, if uh, it, and a lot, a lot of people, you know, if you're planning on doing some renovations or you're planning on, you know, taking some pictures or something like that, if you're trying to be proactive, um, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll book two inspections um, or it, uh, sorry, they'll have they'll have a slot for their inspections. But in their offer, they'll have two more walkthrough times um, before, possession. before possession so that they can get measurements so they can order things and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, getting your electrician in to do a quote or getting your plumber in to check on something or um, getting the kitchen uh, measured, you know, to order cabinets or even getting your, you know, if you're getting windows done getting your window installer in there to, to take measurements as well. It's very proactive. I think it's a great idea because, you know, when you're, when you're doing that, you're still like sometimes 30, 45 days away from possession. So if you can save that 30 or 45 days um, and have your things ordered, um, uh, assuming that you've now have, that yeah, you're going to be removing Yeah, wait until conditions. you actually remove the conditions. But if they've taken the measurements and gotten you the quotes, yeah, then you're definitely way ahead, a month ahead. Yeah, in absolutely. most cases. I love, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I also think that it's, um, uh, like, I, I like the idea of having them come in during the inspection, as long as they stay out of the inspector's way. Um, they're there for, like, sometimes a few hours, right? And you and your realtor are usually there as well for the inspection. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, that's a huge time frame if you, you know, let them know we're going to be here from... 12 to 2 or 12 to 3 or whatever, can you pop in and take measurements? And that's like a great time just to get them in and to get that done as well. Mm -hmm. Instead of waiting for, you know, after you remove conditions, then you got to figure out a day for the other one where they're all available and yada, yada. Just get it done. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to also say that um, I, a lot of times during the show, after the first five or 10 minutes has gone by, I don't really read the comments so much. I try, I try to, but like I normally I'm scrolling through to look for the big, long questions. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many notifications that come up, but it's not until like the end of the show where I actually, I scroll back sometimes and I'm like, and I'll find some like micro conversations or some little jokes or people made that I missed. And like, there's a lot of really funny people here in the mm -hmm. morning show. Mm -hmm. Um, like I just saw Chastin said, um, I keep bringing the heat, Gabby. And then uh, I think when we were talking about earthquakes, um, Garrett said 1-800-FUCK-NO. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> told, I told him to leave his number. Sorry, there is my spike. That was that was one of those laughs I have to cut out. Um, yeah, there's just some really funny comments in here that I don't really get to see. And then sometimes I'll scroll back just to kind of see if there's any questions that I missed after the show. And uh, and I'll just find all these little conversations people are having. So it's, it's nice. It's really cool. That's what you miss when you're not live and you're listening to the recording later. Yeah, Tyler. 2,800 minutes. Oh, yeah. I know. I was like, Spotify, boo. Just kidding. I think it's really cool. He's like, yeah, I think he said something <laughs> along the lines of, like, yeah, 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 but you won't get me up at 6 a.m. Okay. Hey, with that being said, um, I don't prefer this, but. I certainly don't mind um, if there are reasons like work or family. Um, maybe we swear too much and you got kids around and you can't listen to the live show in the morning. You can email us at info at reimorningshow.com with your questions. Any questions you have, don't don't DM me. If 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 you DM me more often than not, what I'll just say is, hey, I'll answer on the on the morning show tomorrow. And, but I, I've done that a few times and people are like, what, you, we won't take two seconds to answer me right now. You're going to tell me I have to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. I, I get I get people that say that. I'm like, well, you're the one that's coming to send, me. I would send them the middle finger emoji. You're the one that's coming to me in the middle of the day, making me stop what I'm doing, whether I'm working hard or whether I'm enjoying my life because I worked hard to enjoy my life. You're the one that's coming to me, taking my time, which is the most valuable thing to me. I'd unfriend and block. Uh, I, uh, more often than not, <laughs> I do. 
Um, yeah, it, so, sorry, a, a touchy spot there. But, you know, you can DM me more often than not. I'll just say, hey, just if, if you don't mind just coming on the morning show tomorrow morning or listening to the recording, I will answer that question for you tomorrow morning. It's just so that the whole the whole purpose of the, the morning show was to really organize my life. And part of my life is is helping people. I love helping people. But when you make yourself so accessible, it, it does get taken advantage of a little bit. Mm-hmm. People reach out to you in your DMs and say, hey, do you mind if you know we hop on a quick call or we go for coffee and I want to analyze this deal? I mean, I put myself out there as the type of person that really wants to help. And I do. But I can't help everyone all day, every day. And yeah. not and not for free. Like it's just, you know, my time is worth something. But sometimes I don't even, I, I, I would much rather spend an hour with you, Gabby, drinking coffee or playing chess or, you know, having lunch than, than charging for a coaching call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes coaching calls come through. I'm like, ah, there goes my day. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, 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 I love helping people, but at the same time, I also love, I, I worked really hard to get to a point where I can just do what I want every day. Yeah. And if I have the available time, sometimes I just, I just don't want to do anything I want or I want to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, all of that, because I want everyone to understand, you know, what, what the purpose of the podcast is. It's to help people, but I need to, I need to, to tuck it into in in an organized way so that if there are questions, yes, I will 100% answer all of your questions for free every day, Monday through Friday. Okay. All that I ask is that you just show up to the show and that's pretty reasonable, right? Yes. Because, you know, Hey, is, is uh, Mr. HGTV Scott McGilvery answering your questions or when you DM him, do you automatically get a chat bot that comes back and says, Hey, come try our free webinar. Just give us your email down below and we'll send you a free webinar. You know what I mean? Does any of the other coaching programs in Canada answer you? Some do. Some of the smaller ones do. But for the most part, they don't. They want to funnel you into a larger program. I will do it for free, but all that I ask is that you just you just show up every morning at 6 a.m. And you know what? Hey, heck, if you can't show up at 6 a.m., email me at info at reimorningshow.com with your question, and I'll I'll answer it. And I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't answer with like quick little five words or yes or no answers. I'll give you a 30 minute answer, which is darn near a 30 minute coaching call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lots of these questions turn into 30, 40 minute uh, conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I know the value that I provide and I, and I do it because I, I want people to take action. Right. Yeah. And for those of you that are entitled and think that you deserve my time during the day, um well middle finger emoji yeah middle finger emoji and just remember who's who, like who, also who you're taking time away from like it bothers me because do you know who i am no but it it but bo- <laughs> i'm saying this about everybody like when you are ta- when you ask somebody to go for coffee when you ask somebody to to meet with you and and so that you guys can you know brainstorm or help them through something you're not only taking that person's time, which they may be more than willing to do, but you're also taking them away from their family, from mm-hmm. their kids, from their wife or husband, from their dogs who are sitting in a kennel waiting for them, from like whatever. Like yeah. it's not just about one person's time and about what they're willing to do. It's about the people around them that you're taking that time from as well. And certainly, like you already said it, but this podcast is in place so that we can actually have a life because like Wayne, it's gotten much better, but you used to literally from the moment you woke up to the moment you were going to bed and then again in the middle of the night, yeah. were responding to messages and it was hard to get your attention. Yeah. Not not like, oh, I want to get your attention, but like for anything, like just for life, for dinner time, for anything. Um, you were completely consumed because yeah. that's how many messages were coming through. It's still so, there's still a lot. Yeah, there is still a lot, but it has improved. And it still can use improvement Mm -hmm. because like, yeah, we're full-time investors, but we still want a life. We still want to be married and, and spend time with our kid and all those types of things. I certainly don't get as many questions as you do. Um, But when I do, when I do, I either don't answer or it takes me like two weeks to answer or I have, and I feel rude saying it, but I have given the response of, of come on the show or 
if you want, we can just bring it up as a topic on the show and you can listen to the podcast because I have very clear boundaries Yeah, I, and I have no problem setting them. So I, yeah. And also like another part of the me not answering right away and sometimes it takes two weeks is that um, when I do get the messages because I've, I feel like I perfectly like procure my days like i know that i'm gonna like wake up do the show get everly to school work out shower get ready mm -hmm. and then i have my like three or four big tasks that i need to complete during the day and then ev i pick up everly from school and then it's like kid it's like parent time kid time yeah. and then bedtime and so like there's this like whole routine so when i get messages outside of that um it almost gives me anxiety yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to leave them unread because I don't know how much time, like I can see it pop up. I don't know how long the message is. I don't know if it's going to require my time. I don't know if it's an easy yes or no answer. And then I start to get anxiety over it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to ignore it for now. Yeah. Until I feel like I have time to actually read it and look at it. And it's like this like never ending cycle. <laughs> yeah. I, um, a lot, a lot of them are quick little. Yeah. Like I, I, if you, if you go on, it, I don't throw it out as much as I, I should but um i put my cell phone number out there as well um I've, i have another cell phone um number and i put it out there so if anyone ever needs any questions answered um or they needed just a quick little you know inspiration motivation kick in the ass or something like that um that's available as well so that's another thing i put out there that's why i'm like that's why i'm so accessible it's just like all these different ways to access wayne and i i for more often than not i answer very quickly but if it's if it's a respectful question that's just like a you know i can answer in a moment you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah hey where do i find this and i'll give you the answer because i know it i know the answer just call me your your your, your real estate google or woogle <laughs> um same thing if like um hey do you mind just taking a quick look at this see that one's about a 10 minute one Say, if you mind just taking a quick look at this, that's a 10 minute one and I can answer it. I can take the 10 minutes to look at it and answer it. But then does it stop there? Yeah. When I answer it, or is there a follow-up question? Now it turns into a 20 minute question, right? And there's only so many hours in the day before my kid comes home. And if I am answering those questions while my kid's home, well, I'm a terrible fucking dad. Mm -hmm. um, and that, then I am, <laughs> I am, I'm always on my phone. And, um, so, so if it's like, if it's quick questions, yeah, that's fine. That's why the cell phone, you know, I put the cell phone number out there. Um, hey, where do I find this? Does this look good? Um, uh, do my numbers look correct? Something along those lines or, Hey, I'm struggling with this whole fucking thing. I don't know what to do about real estate investing. Um, I've been at this for three years. I've got my one property and I'm just like, I can't seem to figure out, you know, how to go about raising joint venture capital. And a lot of times I'll kind of point them in the right direction. Hey, I'll give them, you know, a, some words of wisdom. And that's just like, you got to just go fucking ask them. That's the truth. There's no, there's no three-step formula. It's just, you go ask and they say no. And you say, thank you. And then you follow up with them in a month. That's it. And you go to the next person for the next 30 days. And the same thing with them. So repeat, 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 repeat. Um, <laughs> That's, that's it right there. But if you need additional information about, you know, how to structure joint ventures, you know, if you have any questions about, you know, because the follow-up question would be, well, what if they ask this? What if they ask this? Well, okay, you need to take a joint venture course. Here is, here's where you find that joint venture course. Voila. You know, there's the answer to your question. Go out and do it. Repeat. Rinse and repeat. And go take this course, right? And see, that's about a five-minute answer. I don't mind doing those ones because it, it stops right there. If they come back and say, well, what if this? I say it's all that information is in, either in that book or in that course. I'm not going to teach you an eight-hour course right now over text. <laughs> Sorry, this message isn't for you guys. It's just a, it's just in, I guess I'm ranting. Yeah, we did rant a little bit. It, I think we're entitled to do that every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Maybe not entitled. Not for sure. Entitled. And, and, and same thing, like if, if you happen to come across someone that, that needs some help, I, I will answer their question very quickly and I'll set them in the right direction. I'll do that. I love helping people. I just can't commit 30 minutes to every person every day. It, mm -hmm. it kills a day very quickly. And you got to keep in mind that like when you, when you do that, you inherit someone else's problems mentally, right? And it, it becomes an absolute overload. It's a mental overload, especially because we have a coaching program as well. We have the mentorship program. 
and there's 50 some odd people in it now. And every single person has their own different things and they're all trying to build a business. And as much as I try not to, I am literally involved in every single one. I try and organize it so that I'm not, but I have my own businesses. Plus I have everybody else's businesses on my mind and I'm always trying to put pieces together. And it mentally it's, it's overwhelming. Now you can understand why I want those three hours every day just to sit on the couch and drink coffee because you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to great example. Cody, you know, gives me a call yesterday. He needed some help very quickly. I'm like, okay, I'll take this call because I need to free up that time for when Cody calls and Cody's thinking about becoming a full-time real estate investor. Right. See that 30 minutes is worth it. But do I want to take 30 minutes for someone who's just got a question about raising capital, which I know I fucking can guarantee that if I give this person the right answer about raising capital, you think they're going to go do it? Probably not. Probably not because they haven't even taken a course and they're still not confident enough. So is it worth my time? No. Come on the morning show. I'll answer your question on the morning show. Right. But I got to free up. The, I got to save those hours every day for Cody because Cody's going to fucking do it. Right. Plus you Cody's paying to play. Right. Yeah. Right. Rant over. <laughs> we don't have a deal of the week this week. I just realized. It never came in, so I apologize. There's no deal of the week this week. Is everybody scared? There's no comments. Um, Kyle had a question. Do we want to answer it today, or should we wait a couple weeks? I was just going to wait a couple weeks to answer Kyle's question. Okay. And it's not a very easy no, one. No, it's either. not. I was going to say I don't know anything about it, his question. Um, Do you want me to read it? Just give me a second. Uh, some people have talked about this recently, and and I don't know a whole heck of a lot about it. Um, but I will uh, let let's talk about it. Okay. So Kyle asks, "Do you know anything regarding affordable housing and becoming a nonprofit?" There are incentives the city of Saskatoon has around this. I am googling <laughs> affordable housing. I know that like, okay, so the, the first part of your question says um, becoming a nonprofit. And that's the part that I'm like, I, I, you lost me there. I have no idea. But I know that like the city of Edmonton had incentives around affordable housing um, uh, for like low income families and stuff. And they don't, it's not, the program has changed. It's not the same anymore. And I think they've turned it more into uh, bigger projects, but it used to be called the Cornerstone Grant, and basically, um, they would give you up to twenty thousand um, dollars worth of like renovation costs to help you develop uh, secondary suites in um, in single family homes, turn them into suited properties, and then for the next five years, you basically have signed an agreement that um, you agree to rent out to low-income families. So there was every year they would put out numbers on the income thresholds that you would have to um, rent out to. So they couldn't make above a certain amount if they were a single person, or um, it would be an increased amount if there was two or more uh, working people within the household. So for the next five years, you agree to that. And um, those are the only people that you could rent to. And then you would basically sign paperwork for each uh, year, either renewal or change of tenancy, declaring that you've done your um, research into their income and they're agreeing that that's the income they make and you would both sign it and send it into the the office. So that's the incentives that um, Edmonton had regarding affordable housing, mm-hmm. um, but definitely nothing around becoming a nonprofit and whatever else he might be talking about. Well, the program that he's referring to in Saskatoon um, is, uh, and I can't seem to figure out what it's actually called, uh, but it's uh, eligible affordable housing projects. Okay, so capital funding and property tax abasement, abatements. Eligible affordable housing projects qualify for funding assistance in the form of a cash grant of 10% of the total project costs. Any affordable rental project that is provided on a nonprofit basis is eligible to receive a five-year abatement of the incremental increase in property taxes. So 
you basically saved from property taxes for a five-year period uh, on increase. Um, housing providers must apply to the planning and development branch to be considered for the above incentives. So the way that I interpret that is that I interpret that meaning that for anyone that has to do a project, um, a renovation project, um, they can get a cash grant for 10% of the total project costs as well. They, um, uh, it will get the five year incremental increase protection or whatever from the property taxes, but you need to be a nonprofit. And my interpretation of that would mean that this is not for investors per se, but more so for, um, a, a nonprofit business or corporation, whatever you want to call it. Say for example, um, uh, like a halfway house type thing where you're helping people, um, you know, transition, uh, maybe helping people who are in, um, who need desperate help and housing, something along those lines. Um, and you're not doing it for profit, then they will get, then there are incentives for these types of, um, corporations. But I mean, you are definitely a for profit business <laughs> if, if it's, you know what I mean? Um, now, they can still collect rent. You know, these corporations can collect rent, but it's not for profit, right? They take the rent from these projects or they take the rent from these properties and they they re they add it back into the corporation right, to support for food or for, you know, um, not staging, but like um, beds and, and pillows and that kind of stuff and, and basic toiletries and things. So for people that are at risk, you know, what I was saying, Gabby, before you left was that... Um, um, this project is more so for, is for nonprofit businesses or corporations. So say for like a halfway house or something where there, where there's people that are trying to help. It is a rental, it is a rental project, but mm -hmm. the proceeds from the rent do not go towards profit. It goes towards supporting the corporation oh. to help more people. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that this would necessarily apply to you. Um, you are definitely a for business or for profit business. Um, but what was the other part of his question there? Um, do I know anything in re regarding affordable housing? Um, I mean, I don't think that one necessarily applies to you, Kyle, but there are lots of different programs and every city has them. Um, in a lot of cases, they're just, you know, they have a little bit of extra money in the budget to kind of help out with uh, making um, either housing more affordable or um, helping at risk individuals um, as they transition. Um, like Gabby mentioned, Edmonton had that cornerstone grant for a while there, which is fantastic. Um, I, if anyone else has any other cities, um, that, that, that have similar programs, I don't mind even Googling it very quickly for you guys, but a lot of cities, they, they do these types of things. Yeah, for sure. Was there any follow-up questions? Uh, no, him? no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, uh, Kristen had a big comment, but it was regarding our previous conversation. And then Eric has a new question. So, mm. Yeah. I want to go back to what Kirsten was saying here earlier. She said, when people are interested in learning about real estate investing from with her, she says, I give them some homework to get to do to get started. And then they come back and start asking questions. I don't answer them if they haven't done the homework. My response is, did you read that book yet? No. Okay. Read it first then because the answers are probably in there. Yeah. That's, ex that's same. Yeah. Thing I was going to say, it's just like reading that. I was just like, yeah, that's totally Wayne. Like so even in our like mentorship calls, somebody 100%. will be like, so with the joint venture and Wayne's like, did you take the joint venture course? And you're like, I started it. I'm working through it. Okay. Go finish it, it and then Go come back. <laughs> like, cause any answer I give you is going to, there's going to be 30 more answers because it's all out of context when you haven't taken the course. Yeah. I know you guys are listening, <laughs> but that's why we have the education there. The is I, I am, you can call me a Google if you want to, but I'm not a fucking Google, right? No, I'm an ass kicker. I'm, I'm an <laughs> ass kicker. So, you know, you have to go and seek out like the courses are only eight hours. Just go and if you're not committed enough to go and take an eight hour course, I mean, goodness gracious, mm -hmm. you're not going to make it in entrepreneurship. Um, go take the course. And then if you have questions afterwards, after you've taken the course, then yes. Mm -hmm. I can, I can make things a lot clearer, but and then, so that's, that's great that you do that, Kirsten, because you know what that does? That filters out the people who have it and who don't have it. And you know what? People might think less of you. They might say like, oh, you're too, too busy or you're like not you're too good. Uh, 
too good for my time or to give up time to, you know, some little peasant like me. Cause I get, I get statements like that. I know it. I know what you mean, but that right there, that just shows me that those people were never going to be able to do it anyways. Right. I, I can tell within the first five or 10 minutes, just as I'm sure Kirsten can on who's going to actually succeed in this and who's not mm-hmm. because they're of their willingness to go and find the answer themselves. If they want it fast and easy and quick, I, I can understand that, but I can tell the difference between someone who wants it quick and easy because they're going to take action and the person who just like, it's just going to just going to be keep sucking, you know, like a little information vampire and just asking more questions, asking more questions and they never actually do anything with it. Um, Okay, so back to the other topic. Um, Eric says, the city of Edmonton is building a new hospital on the south side as well as an LRT arm that will be going south to the hospital. Would properties near the LRT and hospital be a good or bad investment assuming you buy now? Own it until they get built. Um, that's always speculation. Yeah, there's always like, if, if we go back to like the um, Real Estate Investing in Canada book by Don Campbell and the you know, fundamentals of real estate investing, um, you know, all those things are really good indications. But until the shovels are in the ground and the construction workers are on site and the LRT line, uh, well, we all know how long the LRT lines take to be built. Mm -hmm. So in Edmonton, that's the light rail train system. Um, It's called different things in different cities. But, um, you know, for the time being, how long is all that going to take? So is that area a good place to rent and to own right now? Because yeah. that could be years down the road, right? Yeah. And and the question is, would properties near the LRT and hospital be a good or bad investment, assuming you buy now? So the assumption is, is that the properties will go up in value is what he's asking. Um, in my opinion through history and from what I've seen, different data, you know, just because a hospital is being built in a certain area doesn't necessarily mean that those houses are going to go up in value, at least dramatically enough to make it worth rolling the dice, you know, early. I mean, look at like Erickson Edmonton. So like, look at Edmonton in general, look at like the, the different hospitals in and around the city. Are the houses in and around that area worth any more than everywhere else? No. Right. They're like, they're not. So if with that, are the houses in and around the LRT worth, you know, anything more? Not really. I mean, there was some increases in value we saw um, in Mill Woods when the, uh, when the LRT was, was coming that way. A lot of people, but you know what, you want to know why? Because somebody said it was. Yeah, for sure. You know, but like, if you look at it right now, they're not like the prices are not much more than any other neighboring neighborhoods. Yeah. And the thing about Edmonton specifically is that we have a lot of work to do to make transit really um, convenient around our city. It's still, as far as I'm concerned, very poor. You can't get to many parts of the city using the transit system. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of people, I mean, lots of people take transit, but there's still a huge population of people who don't. So the theory in owning a property near transportation near an LRT station and, you know, with bus stops and stuff is that you're making it more convenient for more people to rent from you who need to take public transportation. But Edmonton specifically still has so much work to do that, like, honestly, we don't even consider it. Like, I mean, we hope that, you know, there should be a bus station close by, you know, so that somebody can hop on a bus and get to an LRT station. But that is definitely not one of our, like, we need to make sure that we're near LRT stations or else these rental properties are not going to work. Right? And it applies to just to to bigger cities like Vancouver and Toronto, where, you know, it's a lot more important. And even like when the train was extending down um, the QEW and, and the 401. Um, in Niagara, you know, suddenly those those smaller towns that were along that rail system, suddenly they went up in value because the the proximity or the accessibility to Toronto yeah. was so much easier. Um, so I can understand that. But for for Edmonton in general, I mean, uh, or sorry, specifically, I, I, I don't believe so. I, I don't. And I mean, you can prove me wrong, but that's just my opinion on it. 
Um, I don't think that that should be your strategy. But what I will say is that if you have properties, you know, along those um, rail systems or, or close to transportation, or perhaps you buy a property that's um, just near a new hospital, I, I have a feeling that like the desirability will definitely go up. Um, and desirability does have value. Mm-hmm. It won't have a monetary value. It might increase your rent ever so slightly, but it won't be like, you know, that rent is worth $300 more than, you know, neighboring neighborhoods. Um, but to buy early, to, to think that it's going to go up in value, I just don't think that's a good strategy, at least for this, for, the, for this particular example. And uh, Cody put a comment in here as well. Uh, crime has already increased with the buses to that area, not to mention the LRT. Mm. And yeah, that is, you know, anywhere where there's, you know, I mean, I guess that's a touchy subject, but anywhere where there is, you know, public transportation does draw in lower um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm beating around a bush. I'm trying crime to crime rate goes up. Crime rate goes up. <laughs> Thank you. Let's Gab's just leave it at that. Gab's try not to offend anybody. <laughs> or get canceled. Or get canceled. Yeah. It's so. it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh don't start things. I don't want to finish. <laughs> okay. I need to get through these comments and try and stay organized. Okay, perfect. Eric says, Thank you for the detailed answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so, so I'm saying, man, so I'm saying I will give, because if, 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 if you ask me that answer in my DMs, I would say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd say, hey, um, go read this article, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I love going into more detailed answers. That's why I do it in the morning. Um, yeah. I, uh, it. You also have to one more thing that you want to consider in all that. If if it's a if it comes down to a desirability thing and like, oh, this would be great, the hospital's there. It means I'm gonna to rent to doctors and I'm gonna to rent to nurses and or I'll get a property that's really good for short term rentals for families that are staying there while um while they're sick or something like that, or while they're supporting their family member. Okay, that that could be a decent strategy, right? But make sure that you're focusing on the tenant profile, right? Make sure that like if you want to be like, oh, I want to rent to doctors because they got lots of money and they won't trash the place. If that's your if that's your logic, then the property has to fit what the tenant will actually want, right? If yeah. if your assumption is I'm going to get a doctor who's moving here that doesn't really quite want to put some roots down quite yet, they want to rent before they buy, then you have to think what does that particular person who makes that particular money, wh- what do they want to be living in? Do they want to be living in an 1,100 square foot half duplex that was built in 2004? I don't know. Or do they want a two-story, you know, detached house with a detached garage with a large yard? You know what I mean? Yep. In a particular area. So you got to be thinking about those things as well. Um, It really does come down to the tenant. Like who it is that you're trying to rent to and the rents that you want to get and then determine the property that will, that will complement that. Right. Yep. One handy. Are we running low on questions today? Well, we only have five minutes left. Mm-hmm. Call it. <laughs> Good morning, Annette, who snuck in the room. Good morning. No, Annette's been here. Uh, well, she just came back in the room. Okay. And good morning, Woody Bush. Good morning, Woody Bush. Do we, okay, so, so seriously, you're going to make me have to come up with something for the last six minutes of the show? Hi, Nasir. Hi, Nasir. <laughs> Did he come in? Yeah, a little bit ago. He finally said hi. Ah. We were waiting. Um, did Ken ever show up? No, Ken did not show up. It's a good one of those things that, like, if you're not here, you don't get the prize. <laughs> Ooh. He's he's doing the Miami thing. Yeah, he's taking a well deserved vacation. He's a hardworking man. Did anybody see his twerking video on Facebook? <laughs> he was not twerking, <laughs> but some ladies were. That wasn't Ken. That wasn't Ken. I thought that was Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never looked to see his face. <laughs> that was a pretty. That was a pretty funny video. 
Oh boy. Well, what are we doing today? Oh, uh, Bonavista flip is, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Apparently done. (laughs) I'm not going to say it. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Um, I I think it was supposed to be done last night. I'm, I'm, but, uh, Jared's going to be popping over there in the morning here. Um, doing a FaceTime. Uh, yeah, we're just going to do a little walkthrough. So I went down there on Friday. Um, we're supposed to be done on Friday and then uh, got a little delayed and then I was going to be done on Tuesday. Went down there on Tuesday and it wasn't quite done yet. Um, was that Tuesday I went? Yes. Yeah. So supposed to be done. All touch-ups are done yesterday. So, um, but I didn't get any, I didn't hear any words. So, yeah. um, I think it's good. It's, it's, if not, it's very you can you can hear the frustration in my voice because it's just like every day it's just a little bit extra money, a little bit extra money. It's like an extra thousand dollars a day in labor. So it's like the last like week or two of definitely the last week is like so frustrating because it's like yeah, like certain like there's certain and this is like every contractor. It's not their fault. Yeah, like the little things take so much time, and it's like Monday, and then it's like okay, yeah, I just need an extra day. Oh, this thing came up an extra day, and it's yeah. like you're just and like anticipating you and just like watch you your book. profits just go out the window well, uh, not even that just like the uh, it is 100 percent that <laughs> i know but like the insight, excitement of it being done and also like your cleaner wants to know when they can get in your stager is waiting in the wind like you know when can yeah, yeah so those are like it's tough the last week or two is it's tough yeah jared was like do i do book the cleaner i'm like don't book the cleaner don't book the cleaner because this happens every single time. It's yeah. like you book the cleaner, then you call the cleaner three times and reschedule them. Yeah. The stager sitting there and they got their trailer sitting in the parking lot waiting to stage it. But it's like, yeah. it's just, it goes, and I get it. There's always little stuff, but this, this part's the most frustrating because it's like, ah, oh, it should be done, should be done, should be done. And it's not done. So I'm hoping that it's all done today. I didn't get any words, so I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Um, just a lot of little stuff. And then some things that we found when we were there on Tuesday that just need to be um, fixed up. Um, Matt came with and uh, Matt Bordian did his home inspection for us. Um, so we did like a pre-home inspection just to see if anything, if we can find anything. And he found a bunch of stuff, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we're strongly considering. I um, know we are implementing as we move forward. Because every time we go sell a house, it looks amazing. And then they go in, they get their home inspector to come in. And then it's like, hey, this happened, this, 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 and this. And just like things that our contractors didn't pick up. A lot of stuff behind walls, sewer stuff, electrical stuff, plumbing stuff, right? Um, And like we, and a lot of it's like a $400 fix. But when it comes up on their home inspections and they're like, well, if this is it, then what else is there? Yeah. Right. So one of our most recent flips that just went unconditional on Tuesday, Tuesday, um, they did a home inspection and the, the, the home inspector, while they were there, while they were there, everybody was there. The home inspector filled up the tub and was testing the, the, the plumbing, the drainage and the sewer backed up and just completely filled up the, uh, the mechanical room. So they're like, oh my God, the sewer's fucked. It's caved in. Like, and we're like, no, it's not. So we go and we get a you know, camera in there and it's just got some roots in there that just need to be cleaned out. So there were some roots in there that caught, you know, some toilet paper and, and no big deal. So we paid for the, what is it? $300 yeah. um, hydro jetting and they clean the inside of it. And now it's all good. But they're like, we want to talk to them. We want to find out about the status of the, the sewer. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. What's the line made out of and this and that? Yeah, what's the line made out of? Who did it? So they qualified. And we even sent them the video. We yeah. sent them the video of it being clean. But the, still, they were just just busting our balls over it. So, And, of course, when they tell their realtor, tells our realtor, tells us, it's just it's, yeah. you don't know the actual tone of it. You don't know if they're just a sweet old couple that – that just wants an answer or whether they're just being dicks trying to, you know, shave $10,000 more off the price. Mm-hmm. So it's an extremely frustrating time. And then, so there was other things like there was a, there was a screw and in, in some vent pipe in the attic and they're like, how, why did you leave that there? There's a shim there. So you must be hiding something. We're like, well, no, I mean, they didn't even go in the goddamn attic. <laughs> like it's so, <laughs> there's just like so much dumb stuff like that where if we had a home inspection before, not yeah. before we buy it, but after we've done the renovation, before we sell it, 
we can catch a lot of this stuff and know what's going to be left there. And a lot of stuff, we just leave it. Like, there's yeah. a piece of soffit or fascia missing. Fuck it. Like, who gives a shit? They can fix it. Um, like, we're not going to rebuild this house literally to, like, every last little square inch. Yeah. Right? It's a flip. Um, but at least we have a good idea of what's coming and we have an answer before they bring it up. And if they want to bring it up and say, Hey, that's not satisfactory or that's not the code. I'm going to rephrase that. Everything is the code, yeah. but a lot of the little stuff is like, well, why didn't you replace this? Or why didn't you do this? Or, you know, why did you put this piece of trim here? It's not a code thing. It's just a preference thing for them. And then we have an idea before they make, you know, their claim. And if they want to say, Hey, we want this hose bib replaced because it's not it's it's older but it still works and we'll say fine we'll take two hundred dollars off you can hire a plumber to do, do it yourself or you can do it yourself yeah two hundred dollars off if that's what they want to focus on that's great but like that that sewer backup sucked yeah that really sucked yeah well it just it put a lot of doubt into their minds and it was a big obstacle to overcome we had to do a lot of explaining and educating and mm-hmm. um and getting people out to do the work uh, Kristen asks the root the roots aren't an issue themselves. So in established neighborhoods, you're going to have large established trees throughout the yards and out on the streets, and you know that's that's normal. And they what happens with what happens with big trees is they have big root systems. So it's very, and I'm going to emphasize very, very freaking common for most sewer lines in established neighborhoods to have root infiltration into the sewer lines. Um, The extent of it, like it can be a concern, but also, again, it's very common. We're talking about very small roots. We're not talking about like a large. No, it's not like a huge, like like six inch diameter root comes through the system and and, or through the the line. But um, so what, like what is usually recommended when you buy in a established neighborhood that has been there for a long time with big trees is that either yearly or every other year you is it called auger mm, yeah um, or like a hydro auger jetting or, or hydro jetting like you get a service done which is relatively cheap it's a couple hundred bucks where they go in and they just like either it's like a uh spinny blades, chop, a blades or, like or or water yeah. yeah or water that goes through and just like chops out the things and cleans them out it flushes them out so as long as you're keeping up on it and clearing your line it shouldn't be a problem and most cities actually have programs uh, where they will do a rotation of neighborhoods where they'll do it for free. Oh, so Sherwood Park has one of those, obviously. Edmonton, um, where was we? were just looking at a property. Someone told me. Someone told me that they just bought a property and the city had gone through and had just done it. And like it was clean. Oh, wow. I can't remember who told me this just a few days ago. Um but yeah, a lot of lot of neighborhood they'll have like they'll rotate through neighborhoods and they'll come through and they'll do that for you. Um, obviously because it's not just your side, like once you pass like the city line, um, or the, the, the end of your property, the city is responsible on the other side. Yeah. So they want to make sure their line is good and exactly kept. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're over time now, but these are just quick questions that we'll just finish up sure. this conversation. Um, Kristen also asked, can you usually get them in quickly or is there a wait when booking those services? Um, and yeah, ours, it is just, pretty quick. ours is pretty quick. I mean, like, so we had a company come in and clear the line initially, and then they, they only had that company only had one truck who could do the hydro jetting and it was booked up for the next several days, um, which went past when our condition removal day was. So on that day of condition removal, like they, they're like, you're on our priority list. If we have a cancellation, we'll get you in. And they were pretty, they, it, they made us feel confident that they'd be able to get us in sooner. Yeah. But it was like the day of condition removal and they still hadn't contacted us. So I started contacting other companies. I made a couple calls and there's a, one company is like, yeah, I'm in Sherwood Park right now, actually. And um, I can get there in the next hour and a half. I was like, Beautiful. So he popped right over. So it just, you just got to make some calls if you need it done right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the cool thing was, um, I'll, I'll end today's episode on this. Uh, a lot of that sounds really intimidating to a lot of people. Because um, I, I do get I do get comments like that from time to time. How do you guys do it? How do you guys manage to do all this? Like, you know, how do, how do I... Get, Please don't take this the wrong way. How do I get my wife on board? Because I can't, I can't do all this stuff while I'm out, you know, working, 
you know, in camp, I can't, I can't pull my phone out. So like, I need like my partner or my husband or my wife to be on board with this so that they can handle this kind of stuff. Like how, like, how do you, how do you guys do this? And it's really not that hard. Like Gabby spent two minutes Googling another, you know, hydro jetting in Edmonton, hydro jetting in Edmonton (laughs) called them and they said, yeah, we're actually in the area. We can do that in two hours. Right. And then they, they, they take your credit card over the phone. Right. And then they ask you, where do they send the invoice to? And they send it to your, you know, to your rentals uh, email or to your, you know, investments email or whichever, however, however you organize them. And they sent us the invoice and then we book, you know, bookkeep it and that's it. They call us afterwards saying that it's done. They send us a video. Voila. We call our realtor, say, hey, it's all good. Here's the video. It's, it comes with experience. Like I had a, I had a, a separate, pl- a separate plumbing issue. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I had a separate plumbing issue while I was going to Calgary. Um, and I called my plumber Monday night, said, Hey, can you get in there Tuesday morning? He said, yep, sure. No problem. Like, so I sent him a text to him. Hey, can you get down Tuesday? Said, yep. No problem. We have a good relationship with him. Um, Matt and I drive out to Calgary while I'm there. Plumber calls me. He says, "Hey, it's this, 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 and this. You good with this?" And I say, "Yep, sure, no problem." He does it. He finishes it. He sends over the invoice. Done. You know what I mean? And that's all while I'm talking to Matt about like you know because Matt's in our, our mentorship program, so I'm talking about life and and real estate and stuff like that. Plus, we're doing a home inspection over there in Calgary. And all the while, I take a quick little phone call from my plumber, and he tells me that everything's all good. When you have a good power team, when you build a good system, like a good, a good business with good systems and reliable people, a lot of this stuff is just like super simple. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll finish the day. And I finished that day. I came home and I listed off 30 things that I did that day. And Gabby listed off 30 things that she did that day. And we barely paid attention to what the other person said. But it was just like a debrief thing. And that was it. We moved on. And then like the next morning, I'm like, oh, here's four more things I forgot to tell you about. But it's like when, when you have a good team, when you've got a good business with good systems and people that you can trust and rely on, obviously having your partner involved as well is really important and having trust with them. It's, it, it really is easy and it may seem like a lot to some people on the outside looking in, but um, through experience and through the right guidance and mentorship, it's, it's all possible and you guys can have this too. So I want you guys to know that. Um, that's where I'm going to end it. Go get the kid ready for school. I hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Oh, wait. Uh, tonight. T- tonight. Thursday live training, 6 p.m. We're doing Wholesaling 101. See you guys there. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>